what we do here is go back, 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 back. And, and, and also, I think what I realized is that I don't, I was very adamant about this when I was talking about tiebreakers and stuff. I, I realized I don't know what tiebreakers actually are. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. And we are still in the hunt. We are farther in the hunt than we were before. The Raiders go in, get a W. A lot of things going on. A lot of things to get excited about. A lot of things to be nervous about. But before we get into it, Andrew, how are you? Doing well, man. Um, Merry Christmas. Uh, the Raiders did not ruin the Christmas spirit, which was great. Um, so, been a been a pleasant couple days, and just glad we we're able to get out with a dub. Finally, able to be victorious at home. So, I'm doing good, man. But let's get into it. Let's recap this uh, this Broncos game. So, Broncos came into town Sunday. Um, obviously, I pre gave you guys a little preview last week. Um, we gave Mike the day off which once again was approved and it was based on individual performance throughout the year. And we like to reward our employees here. So he was out. I previewed the, the game and, and honestly it was um, similar to what I, you know, kind of thought it would be. We'll kind of touch, touch on it a little bit here. So Broncos come to town Raiders walk away with a 17 to 13 victory. It was a in, very interesting game. Um, and so Mike, I'll start with you as far as kind of your thoughts, um, what you felt like, um, how the game transpired and how he came out of it there. I think that it, like you said, kind of went the same way that you had projected it to be. It kind of went the same way I thought it was going to be. I thought we um, were going to, I, I don't know why I always just think that like, this is a game we're going to get right on being able to go in and, and put up points, you know, and kind of get back to our uh, beginning of the season form. But um, you know, as long as you score more points than the other team, that's the only, you know, scoring that matters. So, um, I thought it was great. I thought, you know, Josh Jacobs finally had that 100-yard game, game that he uh, hadn't had all season, got going. Um, we kind of saw some glimpses of 2019 Josh Jacobs in regards to just how he was running, how he was making things happen. He looked crisp, looked like he was, uh, you know, making good cuts, uh, kind of being able to find holes for the most part. I was a little upset as a uh, Josh Jacobs fantasy owner that – Peyton Barber had to uh, vulture the touchdown on that drive. That was basically all Jacob's drive. Uh, but I thought it was good. They left some things out on the board. Um, I, th- I thought that we should have. The way the game was going originally, I felt like, okay, we're going to run away with this. But it ended up being you know, somewhat of a defensive game relatively early. And just felt like we weren't quite kind of clicking on all cylinders. Um, I felt like our defense was just downright shutting them down our defense had an amazing game they played great i think the defense not single-handedly won us those get won us that game but they went in there and, and pretty much shut things down for the most part so uh you know with the offense doing things but not really being able to put points up on the board you know it could have been way worse if our defense had just had you know a mediocre game and we you know saw kind of how a lot of the season has gone where the defense has played well enough but the offense hasn't been able to do anything and then the defense ends up breaking at the end so all in all it was a big time defensive game the offense was able to play well enough and that's all we can really ask for i don't know why just all year i i have been on such a like the Broncos are frauds. The Broncos suck. 
for some reason, I never go into it having any worry about the Broncos like I do any other game that we played. I mean, even going into like the Bears game and the Giants game, the football team game, where I'm like, we should definitely win this, but I'm worried that something could go wrong. And those things did go wrong. The Broncos, I don't know why. Like they're right there. We had the same record. They're playing for the same, you know, thing that we're playing for and whatnot. And I, for some reason, I, we just play well against the Broncos. If I'm not mistaken, I think we're like four and two in the last six matchups against them something along the lines of that so that's probably why i feel that way but you know all in all that i we got to win which is what we needed to do uh we'll touch on it a little bit but the raiders are kind of in a position where they kind of have to win out they're going to make the playoffs but the playoffs hopes are alive right now so we're recording on a tuesday so it's victory tuesday uh feels great and you know we're on indianapolis so i thought i thought it was a great good game uh good defensive game and like i said the offense didn't feel like they were stepping on their own feet and, you know, making it to where they're trying to lose this game. They were able to do enough. So, yeah, no doubt. I think I would agree. I, th- I honestly think the defense won us this game. So, probably their best overall statistical performance throughout the year. Um, and also just overall team, you know, team effort, team defense. Yeah. You know, we had some guys that were out, you know, that weren't able to participate. So, you know, Jonathan Hankins in the middle, that was a worry. Um, especially going in against that two-headed monster. But um, no, I honestly, like, I mean, it's kind of hard to say this scoring 17 points, but it felt like one of our best like team victories on both sides, or I guess all three stages, as weird as the game was, it felt, we just, I just felt like we dominated the whole game and we were like far and away the best team. Granted, you could say that because we won, but it's like, I just didn't think it was even that close. So there've been games where I'm like, man, we shouldn't even won that game. And this game, I'm like, it shouldn't even been that close. Right. So just kind of looking at the stats overall, you know, the Broncos who, I mean, I think top five, top seven rushing, um, rushing offense held them to um, 18 yards. Okay. 18 yards of rushing. And that's with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, who Melvin Gordon always, he's like, he's kind of like the Melvin Ingram um, when he was on the chargers. It's like, he's hurt all year. Um, and then Melvin Gordon will just like gash us for like an 80 yard, 80 yard touchdown. So we held him in check. Javante Williams, who's been a rookie that, you know, I, touched on a little bit in the preview, you know, he's came on a lot. They've given a lot of touches and really just a vanilla offense for, for the Broncos, which you would expect with Teddy Bridgewater. And you wouldn't expect that with Drew Locke, especially being in the system for um, two years now. So, but I mean, hats off to the Raiders held them. Like I said, held them to 18 yards on the flip side. We ran for a buck 60 and that was huge for us. You could tell, I mean, I guess if you didn't watch the game, Here's just a, a, a reason as to why it was, um, you know, pretty close. So Raiders go down. Um, they score a touchdown in the second quarter. It was a it was zero zero through one quarter. So the Raiders go down and score a touchdown seven nothing. Broncos kick a field goal, and then the Raiders are you know they're driving and that was uh, that was kind of our, that was when our first turnover happened where it was um, Carr gets he's about to get sacked so he throws it he like pitches it to Jacobs Jacobs goes to take off and extend this we're at the fifty yard line. And then Jacobs ends up fumbling it. He was holding it kind of just with one hand, palming it like a basketball. He ends up clipping his thigh, I think, and he fumbles. Broncos recover it, and then they score, and then they go and kick a field goal. So that made it 7-6, and then Raiders get the ball before half, and or right before the half's going to end. And so, and we also were getting the ball on the back end. Um, we're receiving in the third quarter. So we're like, okay, we can go up 14-6 or at least 10-6, get the ball and feel good. Car, um, they try to throw a, a design screen to to Jacobs. You know, he kind of looks one way, turns back, throws it the other way, which we've done a lot throughout the year. Bradley Chubb just made an incredible play, tips it. 
picks it off, gets it down to the one yard line. They punch it in. And then it was 13, seven, just like that Broncos going into it. And we're like, man, like I felt like we dominated that whole half and we're down six right now. And it was, but going into half, it was one of those things where it's like, we're, it's going to be one of two things. We're going to come out and the Broncos are going to run with this momentum, or we're just going to physically just insert ourselves and truly just take over this game. And that's what they did. So that first drive, the Raiders came out in the second half. They just pounded them in. Jacobs, I think he had about 50, 55 yards in that drive in, in total, um, which was impressive. Card, a couple good throws. We go down and score. And like you said, Peyton Barber kind of had that vulture touchdown after Jacobs did a lot of the dirty work. But that was an impressive drive and really the only, not the only thing, but like it's one of those times where you're like, man, if we go three and out coming out of halftime, it's going to be a long day. So they come back like that turning point in every night where you can make the right decision or the wrong decision. Exactly. You know, out with your buddies. Yeah. Do you puke and rally or do you just, you know, call it, call a cab. Sometimes it's the right call is to call a cab, but you know, the Raiders puked and rallied. So came out. Um, and that's when they just started pounding them. They said, we're going to just, you know, we're going to physically assert ourselves in this game. We're going to pound you with the, um, with Jacobs, with Barber. I thought Greg Olson did a great job sticking to it. And, what you saw after we were able to do that is um, play action started to open up um, a little bit. And that was our big concern, right? Throughout the whole year is that because we couldn't run the ball consistently, teams just knew that, Hey, second and seven plus, or even third and four, third and five, we know that the Raiders are going to throw the ball. So the defense, you know, the, the ends can pin their ears back. The defense can play man zone, whatever they can play tight on us and say, just beat us with your short stuff. And, and that's when we've been very ineffective on third down throughout the year. And that's when we struggled. So, but we were able to get the, get the running game going, extend the drives, time of possession. I believe go back to that. It's it, I, I harp on time of possession a lot. I've realized after like listening back on the podcast, but it's really important, man. Okay. It's not about just, you know, anyways, you guys get what right. I'm saying. Well, it is very important because if you look at, I mean, a lot of our really bad losses or, losses that you know kind of came down to the wire you know that's one of the big things that you can look at and be like this was one-sided on the team that won so yeah yeah and it obviously doesn't mean anything if you can't if you can't score or if you can't you know if you just hold on to the ball for so long and then have to punt so that doesn't mean anything but we had the ball 36 minutes 36 and a half to their 23 and a half minutes so that's pretty impressive and then um, you look at time of possession, and then you look at third downs. We're six of twelve on third downs. They were one of ten on third downs, and we both had both teams were able to convert on fourth down. So yeah, I mean, I think they, you know, the offense played well, and it's, you know, it was just the turnovers on all. So then we had a we did have a third turnover where Carr fumbled in the third quarter, and we thought uh, it kind of looked like he got hurt. Um, there were some signs of Nathan Peterman coming in. Carr goes into the tent, but ended up, you know, Broncos missed a field goal, which was big. And then um, dang, Brandon McManus back at it again. I'm the McManus. Me and McManus go way back, guys. Um, so, yeah, once once uh, McManus missed the field goal, Carr comes back and we're able to to kind of get the offense going again. And, yeah, 17 points isn't a lot, but, man, the defense really showed out. There's a very interesting stat, and that's kind of goes back to the whole really vanilla game plan that the Broncos had is Broncos were 1 of 10 on third downs. Drew Locke was 4 of 5 throwing the ball on third downs. Okay. So that means they only converted one third down and that actually was a penalty. It was a penalty on the Raiders and drew Locke completed four of his five passes on third downs. And so there was, if you obviously, if you watch the game, it was third and six and he throws a four yard out route, you know, or a you know, five yard curl. It's like, we, I don't know if it was receivers. I don't know if it was lock or whatever, but it, they were just running routes that were uh, in front of the sticks and we were like, okay, fourth and two. And they're like, yeah, we're going to punt. So, 
Yeah, it will. And he Locke was playing like in regards to that was playing like the car haters um, think of car in regards yeah. to throwing exactly. the ball short of the sticks. Yeah, he was playing like car five years ago and like Teddy Bridgewater for his whole career. So, yeah, I mean, I think once again, it's always good to come out with a dub. We should have beat them by a lot more. But instead of feeling all underwhelmed and all these things, I thought just the team rallied around and the offense did what they needed to do to to get us in a position to win the game. And that's when, you know, that third and two to seal it, it was, you know, we were pounding them the whole second half. And then it's play action. Foster Moreau hit him, take a knee, game blouses, you know, so. Yeah, defense really showed out. Quentin Jefferson, huge sack in the fourth quarter. That uh, that was prior to our um, game ceiling drive. So overall, great job by um, great job by the defense. Great job by Gus Bradley and Greg Olson as far as establishing the run. And and you can just tell that easy to say that right. It's easy to say, hey, if you can get the running game going, then it opens up the pass. Well, obviously, but I think that's where that's our identity in a sense. It's like we have to be able to do that because Carr is is not just oh Carr will he'll be able to make some plays off the play action. It's like he can be deadly in play action. And so if our only goal is to, you know, to throw the ball 45 times, then it's always, a, it's it's kind of a toss up. So anyways, we're able to get the, the running game going, which is very promising. Hopefully we use that momentum going into this week, but good team win. Good job Raiders. Crowd got into it. Really happy with, with kind of how things turned out. Yeah. And kudos to them to still keep it in the game plan to establish the run after all these, after all these games. Uh, so something we talk about every week and it's something that they know has to happen especially with how dynamic jacobs can be if he gets going like we saw so the fact that we were able to get it going was fantastic uh the fact that they like you said olsen did a great job at kind of sticking to his guns with it and kind of making it work we've seen plenty of times especially in the tenure of gruden where it's like you're almost trying too hard to make the run work and it's just not working so i'm glad it ended up working and you know that side of things worked out for us so good on you Good on you. And then a couple of players I do want to highlight. Um, so having well, having Perriman back, as you can tell, oh makes my a world gosh. of difference. He, yeah, he was lights e- out everywhere. He's lights out, and it would it. And he's had a, he's honestly he's averaged like ten tackles a game. So he had nine total tackles um, in this game. But he he was just everywhere. So even if he's not making the plays, he's filling the gaps, taking on the fullback, and someone comes to clean him up. So good to have Nate Hobbs back. Um, Desmond Trufant played pretty well, um, and then also we had to. Uh, activate Tyrese Gillespie and so you know he he got he got some plays out there he got some snaps out there so it was just we were a little thin in the secondary and as much as that two-headed monster was scary they also um, they have some dudes with Sutton and Judy and um, Tim Patrick no fan etc so good job for the Raiders on that I don't I think Jerry Judy is a head case I don't know what maybe he's so frustrated with Drew Locke which makes sense but he had that one big drop on third down and he just lost his mind so yeah, he, he wasn't able to beat us. He had he did have one big play. It was a 40-yard crossing route or something like that. But um, all in all, Raiders secondary played well. D-line did an awesome job in the run. We got to the house, you know, a couple times with Jefferson and, and Crosby. Um, Crosby played incredible, a couple TFLs, um, really great in the run game. So great job with the Raiders. The fans got into it. It was rock and finally felt like we had some kind of home field advantage there. But, yeah, I'm happy, man. I'm happy we were able to come out with the dub and – no picture in the scorecard, but I think overall it was a great team effort and glad we were able to come out with a win. Yeah, definitely. And just something to touch on real quick before we go into our next segment. This will obviously be something that we you know revisit once we get to this preview that we're going to do at the end of the season. But the Raiders put a lot of people on the COVID list as of recently. They 
flew into Cleveland with, I think, just Nate Hobbs on the COVID list, flew out of Cleveland, uh, and yesterday had a total of 11 people uh, now on the COVID list. But Casey Hayward, Corey Littleton, Patrick Anwusar, Denzel Perriman, uh, Darius Fillon, KJ Wright, all on the COVID list uh, as of Monday, as of yesterday. So that's unfortunate. I think our whole linebacking group got it. I did see that because they are all vaccinated, um, there's a very good chance they all are ready to go by game time because of the new rules that they put in into play in regards to people coming back from COVID, especially people that are vaccinated. So if I'm not mistaken, all they have to do is test negative once 24 hours after their symptoms have gone away. So that honestly can usually be like as soon as a day after they test positive, depending on how they're feeling. So we'll get into that more. Obviously that, that has more to do with next week's game, but just wanted to touch on that because it was kind of relevant. Yeah, and we'll talk about it too um, for our preview. But I, I think I believe what you're saying. Um, I read the same thing. It's like there's a five day window, um, and they just have to have if you are vaccinated, just one positive test or sorry, one negative test, and they're cleared. So five days from Monday um, would be Saturday. So then, if they they can be cleared to be activated on Sunday, so that's good. Yeah, and and it does have to. Uh, it does depend on um, when their symptoms go away as well. That's what we saw happen with Baker Mayfield. Um, he was kind of in the same situation and uh, he could have potentially played, I believe, when we played them on Monday, but he didn't test negative within 24, uh, 24 hours after symptoms went away in time to play for the game. So it's there's a lot of like little weird things around it as well. But because of the fact that we have a whole week, there's a very good chance all those guys come back. If not, you know, most of them, which Perriman and Hayward will definitely be the, the most important out of those two. But yeah. Um, and we'll have more information um, here in a couple of days. So uh, on the flip side, if they don't, if they aren't able to come back, it's a terrible week to play Jonathan Taylor. So there's that, but cool. Well, yeah, good job Raiders. Good dub. Um, before we kick, go to our next segment, I will kick it over to you f- to tell the people who this episode is brought to you by. Yeah. As always, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings football fans. I'm sure we all love an action packed high scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We had mentioned the, the Broncos Raiders um, history and just a quick um, follow up on that. So since 2017, the Raiders are seven and two against the Broncos um, in the last nine matchups. So that speaks to to what you're saying. I, I, I knew it was something pretty, pretty dominant. And it, and it felt like, um, I think it was like five years ago, we went, it was like from 2016, we went on a couple year stretch where we beat, like we would sweep the Chargers somehow, even though the Raiders weren't 
like didn't have a better record. We always just beat the Chargers. And now it seems like the Broncos, we kind of have their number, knock on wood. So anyways, well, let's, let's talk about some fun stuff here. So obviously the Raiders win, they go um, to eight and seven on the year, which was huge for them. I texted Micah um, during the Raider game and I said, I think I'm addicted to the ESPN NFL playoff machine. If you haven't checked it out, essentially what it is, is you can um, go through the ESPN app on your laptop, on your phone, click on the playoff machine. And what it has is, um, you know, the playoff standings as it sits right now with everyone kind of bucketed. But because there's, as we've talked about tiebreakers, um, there's a lot of hodgepodge, especially in the AFC, you can... Um, you know, go through the results of the next two weeks, which are there's two weeks left in the season. You could say, okay, well, what happens if um, the Chargers win this, the Bills win that, whatever it is, right? And so you can kind of pick, go through there and see if the Raiders do win where they would come into play, right? So winning on Sunday was basically the only our best chance at staying in the in the hunt. I think we would have had some small percentage, but would need a lot of help. And 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 also, I think what I realized is that I don't. I was very adamant about this when I was talking about tiebreakers and stuff. I, I realized I don't know what tiebreakers actually are um, because I was like, Hey, if we beat you and you're ahead of us, we're ahead of you. You know, I'm like, that's what, that's fair, right? Fairsies. But it's, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, but let me, I'll, I'll try to cleanly roll through this here. And it's actually pretty straightforward as far as what we need to do um, to get into the playoffs. But so just to recap last week, didn't start off too hot. Um, as far as the teams that we needed to lose. So the Titans ended up beating the Niners Thursday night. They were ahead of us in the AFC, needed them to lose. Not a big deal. Packers take down the Browns, so that was great. But then also the the Colts were able to beat the Cardinals, which um, we did not need. Um, but when Sunday came around, a couple big games happened. Bengals took care of business with the Ravens. Bills did beat the Patriots, but we weren't really factoring them in because whether it was the Bills or the Patriots, we weren't going to, I don't think we we're going to be able to jump them. And then obviously a big game um, for us, which I don't think anyone anticipated was the Chargers losing to the Texans um, in Houston. I did say any given Sunday um, it could happen. And I guess somehow it did. That was a very interesting game, um, but huge for us and something we didn't forecast. Um, and then also later in the, in the afternoon, the Chiefs took care of business with the Steelers. So as it sits right now, guys, as it sits right now, the Raiders are, they're still, they're the number 10 seed. Okay, they're still the number 10 seed, but we're tied with the Chargers, Ravens, and Dolphins. The Dolphins have the seven seed. Um, they won last night, which didn't help much. And so, like I said, I don't understand tiebreakers because what I'm, I'm like, well, the Chargers I get because they beat us head to head. The Ravens, I'm like, we beat the Ravens and we beat the Dolphins. But how it works is because the Chargers have beaten us, they're ahead of us. The Ravens are ahead of the Chargers because they beat the Chargers. And even though we beat the Ravens, they beat the Chargers. So they have the tiebreaker over us. Okay. And then the Dolphins, they win the tiebreaker over the Chargers because of best winning percentage in common games. And then they win the tiebreaker over the Ravens. And even though we beat the Dolphins, they're ahead of us. Okay. So, so somehow it's because we lost the Chargers. Now the other teams that have beaten the Chargers or whatever have a tiebreaker over us. So a lot of things that I didn't calculate. I thought it was just like, we beat you guys. We should be ahead of you. Okay. But just going into um, this week, we're, we're going to be playing, you know, playing the Colts. We'll preview that for you guys a little bit later this week. But if we win the next two games, we're in. Okay. That's about as straightforward as possible. If we win, if we beat the Colts, we beat the Chargers, we're in. Okay. 
what I'll do is I'll continue to go down the rabbit hole of the playoff machine and um, go through the intricate um, ways of if we, let's say we split Colts chargers one way or the other, what that looks like, what we would need to happen. But um, as it sits right now, the Raiders, they win, they're in. That, that's what it comes down to. The chargers are playing the Broncos this week. So they're, yeah, so they're playing the Broncos. And then we also have the Ravens who are playing Sorry, I should. The Ravens are playing the Rams. Um, and so who knows about Lamar? Um, the Rams still have a lot to play for. They still need to win the NFC West. So if they take care of business, I think the Raiders are in a good spot. So I'll say it again. Um, I don't anticipate the Chargers losing to the Broncos any given Sunday. It could happen. That's just, I'm going to continue to say it that way. Um, so hopefully it works. But there's a lot of different ways, a lot of different scenarios, cluster of an AFC. But Raiders win the next two they're in. I'll start getting some maybe some graphs for you in different, different intricate situations of what's going to happen for us. Um, and it'll be obviously a lot clearer once we get to the final week of the season, all that needs to happen for us to, to clinch a playoff spot. Cause we just need to get, just get an attorney. That's all we need. Yeah. And I'll actually touch on a little bit for you on uh, the potential of us, you know, losing one of our two games. If we lose to the Colts this week, and the Broncos beat the Chargers, we still have a chance because we also need the Ravens to lose one of their next two games, the Steelers to lose one of their next two games. They also play each other. So, you know, there's a lot that's going on. But if we lose to the Chargers next week, we're out no matter what. Like there is no if, – if the Chargers beat us, there is no us making it in um, regardless. I'm the pretty the sure. last game of the year? The last game of the year. Okay. Um, if we lose to the Colts this week, we still have a chance. Albeit it goes low and we, you know, got to have some help. But that's the only way that we can potentially make it into the playoffs and not win out is losing this week, the Chargers losing this week, um, a couple other things too. So, like you said, we went out, we're in. That's that's what they need to focus on. Uh, and that's what they need to go out there and do. So, uh, but I think we should just continue to touch on this every week. Obviously, we're all about like talk me into how we can make the playoffs so we can do that and, and mess around with that and see how things go uh, after this next week. But yeah, just to add a little bit extra, I just I noticed that last night I think I was looking at things and, and mm-hmm. someone uh, did an article on, you know, uh, the important games for the Raiders to watch uh, yeah. if they end up losing to the Colts. And the most important one was Broncos Chargers. So got it. Go Broncos. Yes. <laughs> that being said, if we lose and the Chargers win, we're done no matter what. So, okay. So, let's see. <laughs> so we'll we'll go. We'll take it out. I'd really just bury the lead on on any uh, you know possible talk about this next week. But no, that's fine. I mean, I think I was just I was so far into it that I'm like I don't even know what's happening. And you're like, hey, this is all it is. So well, yeah, it was, it's only because I saw someone else did the math on it. So it definitely wasn't me. That's okay. We'll I think it was Raider. I think it was Raiders beat. Shout out to Raiders beat. Uh, their website someone wrote an article on it so thank you Raiders beat now the Raiders need to go beat the Colts Broncos go beat the Chargers take care of business we need you guys but they beat them once already this year so <sighs> did they I'm pretty sure they beat them Teddy Bridgewater beat them if I'm not mistaken oh, you, I mean I'll, I'll trust you there I think Bridgewater might be back potentially mm-hmm. concussion protocol so if there's any time for him to make a comeback and Drew Locke to be out of there now's the time we eliminate you guys and then go take care of the Chargers to not eliminate us. That's how it works. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> People forget that. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah, good job. I mean, hey, we have hope, guys. Okay? We have some hope. We need to take care of business. But, yeah, great dub for the Raiders. 
Raider Nation, hang on. Okay, hang on for this wild ride. Dive into that ESPN playoff machine. Just mess around, see how things go. Um, but we got to go out to Indianapolis, take care of business. A lot to uncover as far as um, the COVID list. I know they have a lot of guys on their list as well for the Colts. So I don't wish that upon anyone, but we'll see how it it turns out as far as players coming off throughout the week and, and what the matchup looks like for Sunday, 10 a.m. So um, 10 a.m. West Coast time, set your clocks, be ready to rock. Yeah, we'll see you guys for the preview later this week. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on all the social medias on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube right now, uh, all the handles are on the screen. If you are listening on the podcast, go subscribe on YouTube. Go check out our videos. Go download DraftKings Sportsbook. Supporting them supports us. Use promo code TPPN when you're signing up for the first time. They'll get a bunch of deals uh, that you can jump in on, a bunch of situations where you can just bet a very small amount of money and win a large amount of money. Uh, so, you know, why not? Why not give it a go? So we will get into uh, this preview of the Colts uh, later on this week. For now, we are enjoying a win and our playoff possibilities are still alive. So it's all you can ask for going into this one. So we will uh, we'll keep you updated on the COVID situation surrounding both teams once we do our preview, just kind of what that looks like. But till next week, we'll see y'all later. Red Nation, love you guys. Stand out. Stand up, peace out, or stand out and peace up. Either way, A-Town down. See you guys.